0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Chatterseed Podcast. This is a father-daughter podcast where my dad and I... Hi. ...review classical movies. Today's movie was Ballad of a Soldier. My dad will tell you more about the details of like, the cast and director and stuff.
1: Sure. This is a 1959 Russian movie. Um, it was directed by a man named Grigory Chukrai, and he wrote it with uh, a man named Valentin Yezov. And they both, I think, uh, received the Lenin Award, which was a prestigious Russian award for the arts for this movie, and the screenplay was nominated for uh, Original Screenplay Academy Award. Cool. Uh, Also starred Vladimir Ivashov and Zana Prokorenko. And Prokorenko and Chukrai, the director, both also received um, I think they're called Artist of the USSR Award um, for this movie. That's People's Artist of the USSR which was like a, you know, the, the government handed out awards. Yeah. And I think over the span of the award the life that that award they only gave it out to like 100 people. Oh, wow. So it's pretty prestigious and they received it for making this movie, which is set in World War Two, mm-hmm. it uh, involves uh, you know we talk about in Western literature, all, all quiet on the Western Front is a book about, um, I think World War One, right? Mm-hmm. But we fight on the Western Front. Russia in World War Two was on the Eastern Front, and it was about them fighting
0: the Germans. Mm-hmm. I actually okay out of all the movies that we've watched so far from this classical movies list. This one has definitely been my favorite. It it was really good. <laughs> I mean to me anyways. Um basically, spoiler alert, tell you about tell you what it's about. So basically there's this nineteen year old boy who's in the war and in the very beginning it's him and he sees like four tanks and he's scared so he runs away from them. And then when he has nowhere else to go, he shoots them and basically like destroys two of the tanks, which is pretty impressive for a 19-year-old soldier. And so he was going to get like promoted or something, but instead he asked if he could go home to see his mom because he got drafted into the war before he could say goodbye to his mom. So basically the whole movie is about his trip home to go see his mom and... Um, On the trip, he meets a girl, another stowaway in a train, and they like become friends and they fall in love. And then, yeah, but it's kind of sad because they say goodbye to each other once, you know, she she stops at her stop and he continues on. And he finally gets to see his mom and say goodbye, but then he never comes back.
1: It does not surprise me that you liked this movie. <laughs> you love teenage romances.
0: Yes, I love her. Like
1: them. Romeo and Juliet and Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, yes,
0: yes. And yes,
1: yes, yes. this was a teenage romance. Exactly. A of teenagers th- uh, thrust together by the circumstances of the war uh, who like f- sort of flirt with each other and connect. Although, as you mentioned. She
0: pretends to have a fiance. Yes. <laughs> she lied to him. Because, well, when she first went on the train, like, he thought she was the lieutenant coming to, like, kick him out. But it was just her, and then he scared her. And then he tried to put some moves on her. And so she was like, I have a fiancé. And he's in the hospital, (laughs) dying. And he's like, oh, that's, that's tough. Eventually, they do meet the lieutenant, and they don't get kicked out because Alexi, the main guy was a hero for taking out those two tanks so the lieutenant's like you're good (laughs) have have a good trip you can stay on my train yeah you know that's good
1: yep but at the end of the day did the guy get the girl
0: no and because she lied she (laughs) didn't get a kiss because it was too late because he had to jump on the train
1: yep alexi and shura i think was her name right so Lexi and Shura sort of fell in love, but he uh, stopped trying to to uh, put the moves on once he thought that she had a fiancé, but she just made up that story because she was scared that he would try and put the moves on.
0: And then she told him, right, as he was about to get on a train. And then while he was on the train, he realized that he loved her, and he was like, oh, stop the train, I gotta go tell her. But they didn't stop the train.
1: So he spends the whole movie trying to get back to his... Mom. mom and he's like 10 kilometers away from home like 6 miles from home mm-hmm. he's almost there
0: and then there's bombings and the train And well first they have to stop because the bridge of the train tracks has been like blown up and then now like the train is being blown up and so he has to help save people get them out of their cars and stuff and then he only has a few hours left before he has to go back to the war he was only given like 2 days to go see his mom and come back and so, uh, the, guy, the eventually people come to rescue the people who are in the train accident, and they're only taking injured women and children first, and then another train is gonna come in two hours, and he's like, I only have two hours to go see my mom. So he gets on like a makeshift raft, and like, like sails himself across the river or whatever to go see his mom. And at first, he can't find her at the house, so she's, And she's running from the field. So he goes to the field and she's running to the house. And I thought that they were going to end up in opposite places again. Thank goodness, though, that she was running through the fields as his truck passed. And so she yelled and they were able to see each other. But he had to go back and she never saw him again.
1: Yeah. It's interesting how it's sort of the film opened with a technique, a flashback. That is sort of normally disfavored in storytelling, especially in film. You know, flashback can sometimes not be a very effective uh, storytelling tool. Mm. But in this case, it opens with her saying that the last time she saw her son was on this road and she never saw him again. So you know from the beginning that he basically died. She says he was buried far away in a place with a foreign name.
0: Yeah, and she said that she used to wait for him to come home, but now she doesn't wait for anybody.
1: Yeah, and so at the beginning, uh, she already tells us he, he dies, and then the story's is about, is he going to make it back to see his mom? Yeah. Um,
0: and because the narrator's like, the mom knew everything about him, but she didn't know about this little love affair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she knew everything about his life until he left for war, because she raised him. She was with him his mm-hmm. whole life, and so she knew everything. And now all these things have happened. Like, she didn't know, in the by the time the movie ends for us, she has no idea he's a war hero, that he had single-handedly taken out two tanks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's had this life that she hasn't been privy to. Um,
0: Not even his first love.
1: Yeah, Well, it may not be right. Zoika might have been... <laughs> he has this Zoica, he left at home. He said that he only thought of her as a friend. <laughs> she got
0: friend-zoned hard. <laughs> it's <was> tough. <laughs>
1: but it was uh, set up so that at the beginning he does this thing and, and then he's got this window of time that he can go... It's like two days there, two days back, and two days to fix the roof. Ostensibly, the reason he's going to see his mother is because she needs her roof fixed. But also, he didn't have the chance to say goodbye. Yeah. And so now he goes back. He basically goes back, stands there for two minutes. Is there long enough to say goodbye? To which my question is, is it better to go back just to say goodbye and basically make your mom say goodbye twice. Like, that was really hard. She was, like, dying. <laughs> but she didn't get... No, I think, I
0: think that it was good. Like, I think it was worth it because she didn't actually get to say goodbye the first time. Because she said that she didn't get to say goodbye. He just left and he couldn't say goodbye. And so I think that, like, if I was a mom, I would rather have to say goodbye than never have had the chance to say goodbye at all.
1: So I think she got a of closure from that even though yes. she lost her son. Yeah. Yes. I can, I can, I can yes. deal with that. That yes. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it's sad that he didn't come home. Lots of soldiers didn't come home, though.
1: Yeah. Well, it's sad he was only there for two minutes, because he was supposed to have two days with his mom. Yeah. But he's such a nice guy that he keeps he, getting sidetracked. He
0: keeps side trying tracked. to help a, a <laughs> bunch of people and getting off the trains and, uh, Like you know. all these
1: other soldiers asking to run errands, so he runs errands he's helping this woman with her truck although she's also helping him catch up to the train right
0: yeah he he's helps the girl in love, yeah helping a family so he really only gets a chance to hug his mom yeah. say goodbye and leave again
1: but this is in a, I think I don't know how much so in this era in which the film was made in uh, Russia there was heavy government censorship. And so a lot of uh, media that came out was basically propaganda or the state had a heavy influence in what was produced and and, uh, the people had an opportunity to view. And this is set up as like a model of this uh, virtuous uh, citizen, right? He's somebody who is a war hero. He's very brave. He's a genuine
0: person.
1: Yeah, he's very genuine, very kind. Goes out of his way to uh, help everybody who needs help. And then is so loyal that even though he makes it on this Odyssean trek back to his home, is only there for two minutes and turns around and goes right back because he has a duty. He's supposed to get back to the front. So instead of, like, saying, okay, I was a little late, I'm gonna be late getting back, he's, like, duty-bound, says, goodbye, Mom, <laughs> turns around, hops on the truck, and he's out of there. Right? Yeah. And it's, like, showing this uh, loyalty, this sense of duty, and this idealist, idealistic vision of, like, the perfect man. Yeah. He then goes back and sacrifices his life for his country, dies a soldier's death, and, um, I don't know, it's a it's a little bit...
0: Rex's mom, though. Like, you even see in the beginning, when it, like, before we do the flashback, she's walking to go to the road, and, like, this couple, like, just stares after her because you can tell she's not the same person anymore. She's definitely, like... Because her son was her whole world. He's basically all she had. I like, guess she had neighbors and, like, I think a sister or something, but... Her son.
1: It's interesting. It gives us a window into the hardship of World War II, which Russia took it hard. Millions and millions and millions of deaths in World War II. They were invaded and would have been overrun if they could have gotten, the Germans could have gotten to Moscow. And then they fought them back, uh, fought with the Allies to uh, end World War II, but at terrible cost. Russia really, really really suffered during World War II. It paid a terrible price uh, in that war. And some of that is reflected in this movie. You know, think of some of the hardships. They, They show people who are like doing hard manual labor, of course. There's a scarcity of resources. And then
0: in his own village, all the men are gone. So it's all the women doing all the work.
1: Yep. And then people do these things to survive. Like one of the guys asks him, on his trip to check in on his wife, whom he's worried about and sure enough he shows up at the guy's house and the house has been destroyed.
0: And then the wife is with another dude.
1: Yeah. The she wife gave up on him. Yeah, and everybody's sort of lying about it that he he finds the wife first and she is with some other man, presumably because she is looking for support. Yeah. And then she begs Alexi not to tell her husband. And then he then goes and finds the father of the soldier, who tells him that the wife, not knowing that he has been to visit the wife, tells him a lie, that the wife is doing well and, and she's waiting, waiting for, for him.
0: Her. Yeah. And it's, everybody's
1: trying to manage everyone. Nobody wants to deliver bad news because it's such a bad situation in the country to begin with.
0: Yeah. And he didn't even know the soldier. He, he was just passing by and the soldier said, hey, where are you going? So he told the father, like when the father asked about him, he just made stuff up, which was also probably partly true, you know? Yeah.
1: And they had that guy at the beginning who was wounded, and he didn't want to go see his wife because he basically didn't want to be a burden to her. He just wanted to tell her the marriage was over so that she'd be free to be with somebody who wasn't crippled. And she... She's waiting for him. She was actually waiting for him, and, and the girl... In the train station, who who overheard their conversation was like, "You can't do that. She's waiting for you. That's terrible."
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was a good movie. What would you give it?
1: I really, I really like the movie. Um, you know, romance is not my shtick, so
0: <laughs> you it, like rom coms.
1: <laughs> I do love rom coms. <laughs> um, I would probably give this one a. A six or a seven. It's a it's a classic film, but...
0: i give it eight or nine because it's my favorite out of the ones we've seen so far. <laughs> I know. It's the best one. <laughs> you like but we it. still have, like, a million to go. Yeah. And one of them is Wizard of Oz or Singing in the Rain.
1: Yeah. Those will probably be ten
0: out of tens, just in.
1: Well, I like this. It's a, it's a good snapshot of an interesting... Uh, historical time. Yeah. And there are some interesting technical elements like that the director introduced where he had this sort of overlay. He had shots like when Lexi and uh or Alexi and uh what was her name uh Shura. Shura were, like, thinking of each other. He had shots of them overlapping, so you could sort of see both at once. And this, he did that same sort of effect when he, uh, Alexei was working with the bombed-out train, having the flames over to create this sense of... Yeah. Um, so there were some interesting technical things, and it was, you know, uh, the Academy apparently thought it was well-written, but it seemed so melodramatic, and it just... Uh, Smelled like there was. It felt like there was a heavy uh, sort of, uh, almost like it was propaganda. There was a sort of a, a little bit too uh, manufactured for my taste. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love a good love story.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's all for today's movie. Thank y'all for tuning in. See y'all next week. Bye. Yeah.